Hey everybody, welcome to Punk Till I Die podcast number 26. This is uh, We're now into our second week of pretty much being homebound. Although we start, haven't started uh, recording every day, I think maybe that, that day might be coming. Yeah, I'm definitely. one of your hosts, Tom Trauma. The other guy you hear there is Liverpool Neil. How you doing, Neil? I'm doing all right. How is everybody out there? Hopefully everybody is uh, doing well, and hopefully we're providing some entertainment for the Stay, masses. Staying home? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, if anybody hasn't started on the show yet, we have over 30 hours available to you now. You can fill up yeah. the better part of a week <laughs> yeah. listening to us ramble on about our, our uh, first world problems and our old man punk anecdotes so yeah um, about we actually we, doesn't matter we have a guest today and i actually uh, uh man i suck at doing the intros but come on you can get to it let me let me uh, <laughs> i'll let you know how i so a couple about five years ago in grand rapids there was this new up-and-coming punk band that was getting a lot of attention and i was i'm not say i was the first person to notice them but after a while i noticed they were showing up on a lot of flyers and things and they were called the lippies and i had no idea what they were and uh i managed to catch them play a couple of songs or a couple times, and I was actually pretty new writing for Punk News at the time. I was a young buck of like, you know, 41 or something, <laughs> and, uh, you know, a cub reporter. And uh, we had always done a lot of coverage of Red Scare's bands, and this local band, the Lippies, had signed a Red Scare, actually. So we get the across our little wire at Punk News, hey, does somebody want to interview the Lippies? And I'm like, man, they're a local band to me. I should just uh, go meet up with them and, uh, and interview them. So that's actually how I originally met uh the guy we're having on today even though he and i have run the same circles for years without really interacting with one another but we uh actually got to know each other a bit from that time and have remained friends since and it's been kind of a wild ride for those lippies and so that was one of my first big interviews i did i was already like i said in my early 40s i was hardly a kid i was actually super nervous when we did it and the place i interviewed them was attached to a liquor store so oh, I so, broke so, our nervousness. So you, so you did it face to face. You it wasn't just. I a did. It face to face, okay. and I yeah. had like a little like video recorder, and oh, I uh, I didn't like point it at, you know, I didn't record it like that. I just kind of pointed at the floor to get the audio. But no, I say I broke the ice by running down and getting like a six pack of Tallboys from the liquor store that their practice space was attached to, and that's how we kind of and we sat around for an hour or so and had a great conversation. And two of the guys, especially from the band, I mean, I like all the guys in the band, but two of them especially I've kept in touch with over the, over the years. And we have with us today Cole, the bass player from the Lippy. So say hello, Cole. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm just loving life right now. Are you? You're locked Trapped out. It's in like my house like a, running around like a hamster, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Well, you know, it gives you a chance to listen to all those records you've been hoarding for all these years, right? All right. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Heck yeah. So, uh, so what's, uh, how you, uh, how actually, what are you doing to pass your time? How are you staying sane? Cole, what have you been up to? You doing some drawing, you writing some music. What are you doing? Oh yeah. We, uh, actually Taylor grabbed all of our gear before the lockdown happened. We just happened to have it in the truck or in the van. So we've got, yeah, in our apartment, we've got a nice little setup. We've got the top floor. It's like a three bedroom. I live here with Taylor from the Lippies and the Blade Lips, and then Crystal from the Blade Lips. And we conned our drummer into bringing over this little jazz kit, and we've been writing. Well, so it's Blade not Lips even songs. like full volume. No, no, it's like practice volume, but it's still enough to, you know, get the well, idea. Well, I say that's actually and, kind of considerate of the neighbors, right? If you guys were well, doing full, especially you know, bloody lips, considering if you guys were doing uh, <laughs> bloody lips full volume, that'd be pretty distracting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What we lucked out in that everybody in this house, we all know each other and we're all friends and uh, we're all musicians. 
So. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah. so, well, so, yeah. so, so, excuse my ignorance, but so the lippies I know because Tom introduced me to them uh, just a, actually just like a yeah. month ago. But bloody I lips. I was very, I was but, very pleased that my old old friend really seemed to take to them, Cole. I was actually a little yeah. pleasantly surprised. Well, yeah, because yeah. because I'll be you know if if I've, if you ever listen to the show, you'll be know the I'm the one that's always like yeah the, it's okay but not very good you know blah 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 because right. I'm old and um yeah but I have to say I, I was I was pleasant <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised when I when I heard him because I uh, heard you guys because you know I figured uh, friends of Tom's local band you know he's only being nice because right. because they're local or whatever and then I listened no, totally. to the album and I was super fucking impressed with the album man super impressed Thanks, man. yeah it's really Thanks. good I appreciate but, that but um, you like the anger. But that's what he's all about. He's a ball of oh, a yeah. ball of geriatric oh. anger. Well, no, you know, Tanya loves spitting anger. Well, you got <laughs> well. What I what I really appreciated about it, and I'm sure Tom will be rolling his eyes at this because I say it every week. It was just because <laughs> so many so many punk bands these days they'll put out an album. And every song, there'll be the same pace, the same melodics, the same son- same sonically. Every yeah. song just blends in with another. And they've got a sound. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know, your album, um, every every song is different. You have a couple of almost like acoustic style ones on yeah. there. The pace on every song is different. So I really, really appreciated that, and that's one of the things that stood out like immediately to me. So um, thanks, man. That was. Totally unintentional. It's just how we write. Oh well, that's well, that's good. But anyway, but so bef- yeah. before I went into that soliloquy, what I was meaning to ask was the bloody lips. I don't know. So, so you're in two bands. Is that the deal? Yeah, at least, yep. at least. It's yeah. Like I've always got different things going on. Always trying to. I, I just love playing music, and I love dragging Taylor, the ba- the uh, guitar player from the Lippies. I love dragging him into whatever projects I have. These, these two, Neil, they're they're one of, they're one of the great bromances of the 21st century. <laughs> oh, hell they're yeah. almost inseparable. Even the, yeah. they're like 15 years apart, but they're almost inseparable. You almost always see them together. And oh yeah. It's, uh, and they're great. They're I've great fun to hang out with, like, even though they're great fun to hang out like, with, are, even though they you guys lead you down a dark path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, are you guys a couple? It's like, no, no, we just hang out all the time. It's like hanging out together. It's just what we yeah, do. Yeah, no, it's it's totally cool. Okay, so I uh, just so I, yeah. I I just looked up Bloody Lips on Discogs, and I'm seeing what looks like one album. Yeah. So, which one of these uh, yeah. reprobates on the front are you? Oh God, what am I? I use I use I use the guy holding I got the, the knit cap on. I'm oh, you do? Okay, probably. Yeah. Okay, you're the guy. He's that the looked, one who's yeah, clearly really older fashion. than everyone else in the band. He looks like he just clearly. killed. Yeah, it looks like he just killed somebody. Clearly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of their aesthetic. Yeah. We had a fun video shoot one night. I used to run a uh, DIY venue. It was above an old firehouse, and we that was it where I interviewed. Yeah, where I interviewed you guys yeah. the first time. Yeah. 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 So we did a video shoot there, and it was uh, I think about two gallons of fake blood and. Yeah. Had a photographer friend came came over and was just taking fun photos with us. So yeah, it, it was a good time. It was a great DIY venue, Neil. You would have loved it. It was uh, it was I and I don't want to say that I was there a ton, but I was there quite a few times, and I definitely always enjoyed it there. Um, it so time. hey, let's play a Lippy song. Yeah, and and then we'll get into Cole's troubled childhood. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, uh, let's, uh, let's play a Lippy song. And childhood was we'll... fine, bud. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got the feel. I actually. I, I suspect your family was much more normal than you turned out, from what I uh, from what oh, I gathered. Oh, way but, normal. But uh, so let's way play. Way. Let's play the song that first hooked me on the band, and it kind of has a Ramonesy vibe, and it's almost popular than yeah. a lot of the stuff they did later. But let's do three hundred two. 
So this was oh, yeah. this was on your first EP, which was self-titled, right? Yeah. And then your first yeah. your first LP, first Red Scare, which was also self-titled. Thank thank you very yeah. much. What do you yeah. have, the spits no or problem. something? <laughs> the Bronx? Like to keep it confusing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I don't know which version Neil's going to play, but let's let's do uh, let's do three hundred two. This is the Lippies three hundred two.
Okay, that was the Lippies uh, with a song 302. Uh, so, sonically, what is the difference? Because I haven't heard Bloody Lips, I have to admit. So what is the difference between Bloody Lips and the Lippies? Uh, if the Lippies is like more... Lippies go more to the pop side of things. Like, uh, our singer Tanya is very melodic. Uh, we do write punky songs, absolutely. And they're, you know, we love writing that stuff. We can also write some punk rock. But when the Lippies broke up, I wanted to do something that was the polar opposite. So I grabbed my friend Crystal, who, you know, we've known each other for years. And we always talked about doing a minor threat cover band. Oh, interesting. And yeah, but with like female vocals. Mm-hmm. We just thought that'd be a fun thing to do. And we finally got together to do it. And after, yeah, that first practice, we played like, I don't know, three or four minor threat songs. And uh, our drummer at the time, Josh, I just looked at him and I was just like, uh, we should just play some original music. Cause I just love creating that kind of stuff. I love 80s hardcore. It's it's so much fun. So yeah, we just started writing, and I think in that first practice we wrote three songs, and then uh, soon after brought Taylor on. So it's way more aggressive, way more hardcore, and yeah, not much melody. With, to with it just all. like it's ninety for five percent hardcore, with just like five percent ska, or maybe ten yeah, percent yeah. ska. So it's it's a, actually, that's, yeah. that's about all you can handle, right, Tom? Just that. Yeah, pretty, that's as much ska as I can do. That's right. Yeah. So, we so wrote you, that okay. song, and it was just like, ah, uh, you know, fuck them. Let's just play a ska song. As, as usual, oh, yeah. you know, we're getting all out of sequence here, getting way ahead I'm of sorry. ourselves. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, that, no. <laughs> no right. so anyways. Yeah. You're that's, all right. Listen, that's we, my mistake. We, just, we, we do what feels right, right? Hmm. So, yeah. uh, so you grew up in the Grand Rapids area. Yeah. And I yeah, know you're... I, uh, I ditched out for about six years to go out live in New York, but... Yeah. No, that was see, so you got you got married pretty young, had some kids. And yeah, when you got 19. divorced, then you kind of freaked out and went to New York. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. That was uh two thousand one, just after the towers dropped, I freaked out and just had to leave town. Went to the place years. where the towers had dropped. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Right to the heart of the action. <laughs> so did you uh I was actually playing, in like, Albany were... and the Catskills most of the time. Okay. When yeah. you were um when you were raising your kids, you know, late nineties or two thousand, were you were you doing bands in town then too? Because yeah. I actually don't really yep. know much of your history before the like, you know, daggered out. No, because there's I, I had one band going. It was called the Jobbers. And oh yeah, it was yeah, okay. Me, Todd from the Crabs, and yep. kind of a classic. A couple other buddies of ours. Yep. Yeah. So we did that for a while, and that was a ton of fun. We had quite the little name for us around Grand Rapids. Never actually left town to play any shows, but uh, no, just ninety percent of shows are at Jukes. It wasn't even Jukes. That was before Jukes time. This I'm talking like, like old intersection. Oh, the old intersection. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I, I did, came oh, up with the scene here. So no, you right. did, you did Dagger Down. I know that was where I first actually probably saw you play. I don't remember you, any of the Jobber shows. I may have been at one or two. Yeah, I. So I did the Jobbers thing, and then quit doing that because the rest of the band went on to form like this uh scout rock steady band called the usb oh yeah amazing yep yep so i know all i left moved out to new york yeah <laughs> so i came back and i don't know the first uh god i was back in town for a few months it ended up being saint patrick's day i even stopped playing guitar when i lived out in new york i was just kind of done with the band thing 
Mm. It's just too much stress. So I get back into town. St. Patrick's Day one night, I walk into Jukes, our uh, famed bar venue, and uh, great, great venue just gotten done no playing. Oh, great spot. So yeah, some buddies had just gotten done playing. It looked like a war zone in there because it was St. Paddy's night, and my buddies were in like a Celtic punk band, and they both drunkenly grabbed me and said, "Hey, we heard you were in town. Do you want to play guitar for us?" We just fired our guitar player. And I went, "Yeah." You know, why not? So I haven't played in six years, but let's see if I can, you know, let's see if it's true that uh, it's like riding a bike. So, yeah, started playing with them and got that was 10 second March, I assume. Yeah, that was 10 second March. And then I did that for a couple of years, left that, did a band called the Red Lights, which was a full on ska punk thing. And uh, that was cool and fun. Did that for, I don't know, a year or so. Got done with that. Did the Dagger Down thing. No, Dagger Down was, was cool. Dagger Down was your band. I mean, more or less. I mean, yeah. you were a band, but you ran the. I mean, you were the singer. You played guitar. Were the other bands? Oh, yeah. Were you more like just like a casual member? No, actually, uh, ten second, I came on as a casual member, but by the end of it, I was doing like I did all of our booking. Uh, okay. I was taking more of a role in the writing process. Um, hmm. And then the Red Lights was 100% me. I actually had two versions of that band. The first one okay. sounded like, it basically sounded like an Operation Ivy if Billy Joe from Green Day was fronting it. Hmm. But that fell apart quick because that singer didn't want to do ska. He just wanted to do pop punk. And at the time, I was like, fuck pop punk. This stuff sucks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Then formed another ironic, version of the Red right? Lights, <laughs> which... I was doing co-vocals with a uh, young lady from the scene back who is now in the quirk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. So we did. Yeah. So we did that for a while and then that fell apart. I did the dagger down thing, which was more of a, uh, early DC, like bands like one last wish and embrace. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. I can hear That's I can what I was going that. for anyways. Yep. So yeah, and then about the time that had two different versions, and about the time that second version fell apart of that is when the lippies popped up. So when so are we remind talking? Me again. No, this I've, I've, take the I'm long sorry. way around. What are we talking? <laughs> are we talking like 2010 or something? What are we talking about now? Oh God, what was lippies started? What? 14, years ago, Tom? Oh okay. Was it 14 or 15? 15, 2000. I bet you it was 2015. I want to say it was 15 when I met up with you guys, but I'm not positive mm-hmm. on it. All the years kind of blend yeah. together. Um, yeah, totally. So I've heard this story before, but why don't you tell it again how that band ended up getting together? Because it's because so because it, so just to make it clear, Cole is like 15 years older than everybody else in the band. They're yeah. they're a young they're a young. I mean, I don't think anybody else is 30 yet. Um, uh, they're, they're all hitting 30 now. Are they okay? I was gonna say they yeah, were in their Taylor mid- turned 30 this year. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, there's this girl in the scene, Tanya. She went by the name Tanya Bug. She'd always be around with her ukulele and playing shows, opening shows. I booked her on a couple shows. And she was always fun and very talented, loved her voice. And one day on Facebook, she popped up and said, yeah, I put a post up and said, hey, you know, I want to start a full-on punk rock band. And they, she had, like, I don't know, 40, 50 people replying to this thing. 
so I just private messaged her and said, Hey, uh, you know, I, I know I'm like old guy punk rock and shit, but, uh, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring for this. And she's like, Oh shit. I, I'd love to play with you. I'm like, great. So I showed up for the first practice and there was this kid, Taylor looking all fancy, had a fancy shirt on, fancy hat, <laughs> dapper young man. He really is. Taylor's a, Taylor's a character. He is. He is. He used to and wear a top hat and him. play a pink. He used to wear a top hat and play a pink Telecaster, Neil. I mean, and and always hung out with another man. If you didn't know any better, you'd be unsure. But he's 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 all good. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Taylor shows up with this kid David, and David starts loading in one of the rickiest drum sets I've ever seen. I kind of look <laughs> at him and I'm like, uh, so you've been playing? Like you, you know how to play? And he goes, Yeah played for five years so i'm like cool or seven years or something i'm like cool uh and at the time i was playing second guitar so we had two guitars a drum and tiny on vocals and we kind of jammed on a couple of bikini kill songs and a whole song with the intention of this being like a you know 90s era grunge riot girl band hmm so we have a couple practices. I realize David's not a great drummer at the time. I kind of asked him, like, when was the last time you played? And he's like, oh, not for like the past five years. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so he started, then he quit. <laughs> yeah. Look at Taylor. I'm like, where'd you find this guy? And he goes, oh, Craigslist. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Is that true? I, I never heard that. That's great. Cool. I'm just like, oh, God. And I, you know. Again, me being older and having played in so many bands, I'm used to a certain caliber of musician, and I get in. Not saying I'm anything great, but uh, it was kind of rough in the beginning. But we got sorted out, and after a few practices, we were talking about getting a bass player, and I borrowed a bass from uh, my buddy Mike Shetman and, and said, you know, I just want to try playing bass in this. And to be completely honest, I gave zero shits about that band. It was just something to do. It was Were, just did you ever play bass practice. before, or was that your first first attempt at it? Um, I, I had moments over the years, like okay. bands that started and never did anything. Sure. I Even to this day, I'm not a bass player. It's funny that people who know what they're doing, they look at me and they're like, you play bass like a guitar player plays guitar. And they look at Taylor yeah, and say, you play guitar like a bass player. Yeah. So, yeah, because... You know, bass is Taylor's uh, original instrument. Is it really? Okay, you know, it's funny because when he plays yeah. in the Bloody Lips, like, man, he's got a lot of, he does some really cool, he's not just holding oh, on the roof. He does job. some cool stuff playing the bass, yeah. He does so much cool he's stuff. He's fancy he on is. the bass and in his dapper appearance. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we kept practicing, and it wasn't until, I think 302 was the first song we wrote. Was it really? And okay. Yeah, and my ears perked up. I'm just like, oh, we this got is like some Billy Idol shit right here. This is cool. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we wrote 302. Then I think Hot Air Balloon was the next one. Uh, or no, Drop Off was actually Drop Off was the first song. This was almost a full-on emo band. <laughs> yeah such a sad yeah, boy I put the mix on that right off the bat <laughs> good for you as soon as I heard 302 I'm like nope this is it this is our sound so yeah that's kind of the background of the band we just kind of evolved from there 
Well, so hold so, on. And so, you, so, and you, no, so, so hold on. So you, you're playing bass or you're playing guitar now? I'm band? playing, I play bass with the lippies. But hold on. You gave up on finding a, a bass player, basically, and moved from guitar to bass. But I thought, yeah. La- but I thought, Lauren, I thought you said Lawrence was a, originally a good bass. Is his name Lawrence? Sorry, the other guy. No, uh, Taylor. 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 The other guy. Taylor. I thought you said he's a bass yeah. player. You come up here to visit me sometime. We'll go. We'll go meet up with those guys. And have a wild time. <laughs> so, so, so hold on. So, so you have a bass. Originally, ba- originally Taylor like grew up playing bass. So you got a bass player playing guitar and a guitar player playing yeah. bass. <laughs> yeah, and they switched in other yeah. bands. I mean, they've 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 done it. They've these two have been playing together ever since yeah. in a, a few different bands. Yeah. So yeah. And all the other ones, Taylor plays bass and you play guitar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. You're just fucking with me now. <laughs> See if Pretty I'm paying much. attention. <laughs> Pretty much. Exactly. It's not hard, Neil. It's not the hard. It's not. We're going it's down. You guys had some pretty good luck. Lo- I mean, you resonated with people locally right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. Like. And, you know, there was a part of it that was absolutely what we were doing. You know, I'm not going to knock the music. It was, you know, different from what the usual Grand Rapids thing pumped out. Yep. And it had a real feminine. It, it was, had a real feminist bent to it, and I, I think that was kind yeah. of a wave that was passing over the scene at the time. And the oh yeah, country, it came frankly. at the right time. Yep. So we had that going on for us. We also had the fact that all four of us were from different segments of the scene. So we'd play a show, and all my old punk friends would show up. Tanya's uh, Tanya's side would show up. Taylor side the coffee house show up. Yeah, yeah. really. That sounded like an insult right there. She was a solely no. She was a solo ukulele player. She was definitely in kind of the artsy coffeehouse crowd. Yeah, I don't mean that as an insult. It was just you know. I think part. I think for being an outsider is part of what makes them interesting. You know. Yeah, and there was. I mean, we still look back and laugh and say like, "There's no reason the four of us should have ended up in the same room together, making music together, and doing what we did." Well, that's that's probably actually why it's so eclectic and why it works so well. Because you know, even though I was making fun oh, of, totally. of of the of the of the coffee bar thing there for a second, but it really does when it's just her and ukulele, like on is it Basic Boy? I believe is one of the songs. Yeah, that really breaks yep. up um, the the album and just it it's it's really really good the way the way that blends in. I I really really oh, enjoyed yeah. that. And we we figured that out early on. We. Uh, that was always part of the live show mm-hmm. was to give yeah. us a break so that we could tune guitars and shit instead of her, you know, instead of having the front person just talk, she's like, Oh, I'll just play songs between everything. It's mm-hmm. like, Great. Which, which worked out kind of well, honestly, because Tanya is really sort of not what you'd call a natural front woman. I mean, she's gotten much, much better over, over the years, oh, but yeah. she's, she's not necessarily a Gabby kind of a person. She it was definitely her yeah, awkwardness was sort of totally. charming in, in the early days. Totally. So, so, how, so you guys, so you ended up on tour. Why don't you uh, go in a little bit how you guys ended up uh, hooking up with Red Scare? Once again, I've heard this story, but you know my yeah. memory's not what it used to be. Yeah, totally, man. Um, so I, one of the many, many, many things I do is go out on tour with Mustard Blood. Yep. The ska band from the '90s, and uh, I'm their merch guy. I do tour art for them. Blah blah blah. So many years ago, we do a tour where I end up meeting Tim, the drummer from the Lillingtons. So years later, the first Lippies EP comes out. I throw it up online, and Tim shoots me a message. He's like, dude, I really love this. I'm like, cool. He says, my wife really loves it too, or my fiance. He says, we're getting married in Vegas. Would you guys want to come down and play a show? Yeah, that sounds fun. 
so our first tour, like officially leaving Michigan, was all the way to Vegas to go play Tim for the Lillington's Bachelor Bachelorette Party. So we played with Lillington's Dan Babbitt and the Cheats, oh, wow. uh, Sport Gun. It was quite the bill. And we were like the, I think that we were like the third band on the bill. Like we played third. So we go down there and we don't know. And this anybody. was actually at the wedding reception or this was a different show? This was like the bachelor, bachelorette party. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And it happened to be a few days before punk rock bowling that year. Okay. Yeah. So it was like May. Yeah. So we go down, we, we set up, and we just play our show like we always do, and we get done. Uh, and I had these guys set up like punk rock boot camp style. I was like, okay, when we get done, I said, Tiny, you run to the merch table, take care of merch. The boys will take everything off the stage, so we'll pack everything up and find you later. She's like, cool. So we do this. We get everything loaded back in the van. Uh, I go and sit at the bar. I think Taylor. Gee, that doesn't, sound, that doesn't sound like you. I know, right? <laughs> Crazy. Get myself a nice little double whiskey Coke. <laughs> so uh, I'm sitting there, and Tanya sits down next to me. This, one of the other guys had relieved her, and she's like, that dude's fucking weird. I'm like, what? I kind of look back at the merch table, and she goes, yeah, the merch guy for the Willingtons, he's a fucking weirdo. I'm like, okay. <laughs> What makes him weird? And she goes, well, he kept complimenting me the whole time. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just like, whatever, dude. So she goes and bounces away. Um, sometime later, I'm still sitting at the bar, weird, still drinking, weird. Uh, guy sits down I, next I told to me. You love this, I told you you'd love this guy, Neil. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, Toby, and I... I I had met Toby a few times over the years. At different this was the weird stuff. guy doing the merch for the Lillingtons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sits down next to me, and he just looks at me, and he goes, you're Cole, right? I said, yeah. And he goes, I got a feeling you're kind of steering this ship. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. He says, cool. Uh, I want to talk to you guys. I'm like, okay, well, what about? And he goes, well, I kind of want to return you to Red Scare. Says, uh, and he told me right there on the spot, he goes, I, I talked to the other kids, and he says, uh, I'll talk to you. He says, the, uh, yeah, we over at Red Scare would love to just put out anything you guys are going to do from here on out. And I went, well, that's weird. You haven't heard anything. You just saw one live performance. And he goes, yeah, I know. I'm like, okay. So we asked what our plans were, and we were going up into California. And he says, all right, I'll get a hold of you in a couple of days. So he gets a hold of us. And we were staying at, I've got an aunt who lives in Los Gatos, about a half hour outside of uh, San Francisco. Calls me up and says, hey, can you guys come down to LA and play a show? Like, yeah, we can do that because we had a couple of days off. Because getting a show around punk rock bowling in California is fucking impossible. Hmm. So we floated down. He took us out for, uh, I think it was Japanese. Yeah, Japanese food. Wow, you got that Which, Red Scare expense account opened up. I know, oh, right? Wow. I was just like, uh, I, I'm, I know Red Scare. I, I know the band's sure. on it. Sure. Yeah, no. So, yeah, he took us out for dinner. Uh, Chicken, the uh, bass player from Dead to Me, happened to be there, too. Hmm. So we all had a nice chat. And then I think we stayed at 
oh, we played L.A. that night. I think it was at the Redwood Bar. It's a little okay. pirate yep. bar. It was surreal. Um, I, me and Taylor made sure to run his tab up real fucking high. <laughs> you know, when, when was I going to be in California again getting offered a record deal? Pretty much. So we ran his tab up nice and high, and it turned out there was a lot of, like, I think a couple of members of the Swing and Otters were in the audience and a bunch of, like, fat records people. Who'd you and, guys play uh, with? Were, were, were you guys headlining? Or no, we were just playing with some locals. They just oh, kind of okay. threw us on a show that was going on. Okay, gotcha. So it wasn't even, like, a big show. But Toby called all of his buddies and said, hey, you got to come down and see these guys. So just did our thing. Uh, everybody seemed to enjoy it. Uh, stayed overnight. Drove the next, yeah, the next day we went back into Vegas. Ended up playing the uh, release show for, or the signing show where Pears got signed to Fat Records. So we played with Pears. Mm. And those guys have been close friends ever since. So that was, yeah, we we talked record label stuff, and I just told Toby, like, yeah, give us a couple of weeks after we get back to tour, and we'll see what we can do. So, so, so that's so, kind of how we got let's, hey, Neil, let's, so, hold let's on. Take a, let's take a break and play one more song. Okay. So before yeah. we get too far into it, let's do another Lippy song. Let's do something from that first Red Scare album, or only current Red Scare album, I should say. Let's do, uh, which one? You wanted to do one, Neil. Which one did you like? I did. I wanted to do uh, "Fuck the Customer," and I want to hear okay. the and I want to hear the uh, the idea behind that song because obviously there's some there's something behind that. So uh, sure, why don't you give us the intro? Okay. Cole? Uh, uh, yeah, what's that? What's what, what's that one about? Uh, "Fuck the Customer" actually, uh, it's it's not as obvious as you think. It's actually ah. about uh, people who. Uh, basically screw or talk shit about sex workers when they're sitting at home watching porn. I, uh, ne- I never would have got that. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's like, you know, you talk shit about porn, but you're still at home watching it. And it's, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's okay. totally in defense of sex workers. Okay. Yeah, I hmm. thought, I thought it was going to be like a Lillington's thing about, fa- about working in a fast food restaurant or something like that. So I oh, guess yeah, I was no, way I mean, off right you know, there. I think it <laughs> over the years too. we've absolutely said like, you know, everybody's come up like, Oh yeah, you know, I fucking hate my job too. And we're like, you know, whatever way you interpret it, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, th- thanks for introduce- uh, for, for talking yeah. about that. Thanks so for ruining everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to play it now, so everyone else can hear it too. So this is "Fuck the Customer" by the Lippies.
So there you go. Fuck the customer by the lippies. So, uh, so I want to. I'm going to interject and, and throw us off path, like I always do, Neil, or like it, one mate. of us. Go one of us it. always does, because he talked about being friends with with pears, and and it's kind of funny because man, there was one summer where I swear I kept running into Zach all over, and part of it was because of the lippies connection. But you, these guys did a one off show. There's this bar in Grand Rapids that's oh, <laughs> closed like everywhere else. It's called the Pyramid Scheme, and it's it's probably the best legit venue in Grand Rapids, I would say. Um, and they do these like tribute shows. So in 2017, they were doing the 1977 tribute show. So Zach actually flew in from New Orleans to lead the Bloody Lips through a version of Nevermind the like the Nevermind the Bullocks album. Oh yeah. God, I wish I'd known you then. I would have loved to be there. I think they made it through maybe ten of the twelve songs. It was <laughs> okay. pretty much a musical abortion. Oh, you think abortion, we made it through that it many? Lot, <laughs> it was a musical abortion, but it was actually a lot of fun. It was oh, so funny. God, Zach didn't even know the words. words. He's got his he's got his phone open on the stage, like trying to he read pulled the it off though with those. It was no fun. Sunglasses on. Yeah, and like we get like three, four bars into the song, and he just yelling to the mic, "Wrong." <laughs> Wrong. It, it was pretty fun, but actually the most impressive part of the night, because I actually stayed a little later, was there was a band after them that that did t- the television album Marquee Moon, and they were so oh, yeah. freaking good. I mean, it was un- you yeah. never realize how complicated that those television songs oh, are. Oh, sure. You see, Some of like, that guitar, five or six guys up there playing with yeah. all those guitar parts. Yeah. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. But that was that was an aside. So anyway, okay. So so we're so you get signed by. You get no, hold, signed oh, by hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. No, no. Sorry. Go ahead. Neil. I I can't let this pass. So, so why, why did what was Toby doing to Tanya that she thought he was such a big weirdo? What, what, what was going on there? I mean, have you have you he's met Toby? Drunk. No, I haven't. Okay, Toby's. I have. He's, he's awkward. A, he's an awkward dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love the guy. I do. Yeah, he's nice. he's, he's like fucking nice awesome. But yeah, uh, on first meeting, he can be very off-putting because you're you're trying to read the guy and just kind of get a vibe and. You can't do that with him. I think that's what I've determined over the years. It's just there's, there's no reading that guy. So she thought that he was hitting on her or something. I she think just wasn't she... sure. She was also. This is a time where, again, the stuff we were doing was way above our pay grade. Like okay. this little shit band from Grand Rapids shouldn't have been playing out in Vegas with these professional, you know, <laughs> punk rock bands or whatever. <laughs> okay. So she was just kind of on the paranoid side, and that's kind of how she looked at everything back then. She'd rather err on the side of being paranoid than just trusting everybody. All right, gotcha. Okay, thank you. Which is totally fair. Yeah. All so, right, over, so you, over to you, oh, yeah. You signed to Red Scare, and then and by def, by sort of association with Red Scare, you start getting some kind of cool tours because, I mean, Red Scare, obviously, in addition to being sort of a feeder label to Fat Rack, they've had their own... Yeah pretty impressive roster of artists over the years. So I know you at least went out on one. Was it Lawrence arms? What was your big, what was your first, what was your first oh, big tour? The Falcon. You, the Falcon. Okay. We, yeah. Which is like members of, uh, it's, uh, 
freaking uh, Speaks and Neil from uh, Lawrence Arms and uh, okay. Dan from Alkaline Trio, and then Dave House was in the band too. Okay. So that so, was yeah, that, was that, that your was first riot, was that your man. first first big one? Yeah, that was like the first big big tour. Um, Toby had gotten us on like oh we did the I think like the first War on Christmas first or second uh, out in Chicago okay, with yeah, the Lawrence yeah, Arms. Chicago, yep. Yep. Yeah, like Toby was always good about getting us because he's connected, so yep. he you know put us up for big shows and actually that same year that we did that falcon tour you know right before we broke up we found out we were supposed to play riot fest oh really so yeah so, well, this, <laughs> and the time frame on this is actually pretty tight because i talked to oh, you yeah. guys and you'd made the record and i don't even know if the record was out yet but i had talked to you guys and i wasn't yeah, done I transcribing i wasn't done transcribing the interview yet when yeah. you guys split up yeah. so you would you did the Falcon tour, but you had another big tour plan too, maybe Bottle Rocket and Pears or something like that, or something. You had another one oh, that was shit. literally supposed to be right after that, right? Yeah, we had basically we had like, God, that Falcon tour was like a ten or twelve day tour. Uh, we ended up doing nine days before we fell apart, but uh, after that, and and we, we didn't were know have exactly like a what week was off, and then, and then we were out for like another, I don't know, three weeks. So those of us on the outside didn't really know what was uh, going on at the, at the time. Oh, copyright. Okay. At the time it was something yeah. like, well, Tanya lost her voice or something and, and they had to come back early. So we, yeah. uh, you know, we saw on social media that that was happening, but we didn't necessarily know that it was anything, anything bigger than that. And then oh, it was, you knew exactly what we knew at the time. Yeah. And well, and even, even yeah. I remember right after the, the breakup, I remember right after the breakup, I came to you and said, cool, what's going on? And you're like, I'm really not sure. There was a yeah. clearly a breakdown there in in communication yeah. between all of you so so at, at some point after the tour you know out on the tour whatever tanya decided this was not for her is yeah. that what happened or do we still really not i mean i don't um, want i don't want to put words in her mouth in was, the fact i don't want to make tanya look yeah. like a bad guy because i don't want to screw up the fact that you guys are back together no again. no spoiler alert. no spoiler alert. I, being on the other side of this now and everything being healthy now it's at the time it was there was a certain amount of pressure that we kind of put on ourselves sure so everybody's feeling different probably thinking you could make a living at this point if things went well oh yeah yeah that's the death of punk isn't it yeah yeah so there was that aspect like there was a lot of pressure from that and then there was the you know these these people weren't used to being out on the road and away from home for that long so there was homesickness going on they were pretty young at the time yeah, there was friends at home that, you know, were feeling neglected. There was there was also a couple other odd factors of people that were just not good that were around us, like not mm. supportive of what putting, we were doing and healthy for putting us. Putting bad things in ears. Yes. So, yeah, there was absolutely some of that going on. So, so, so we, at the, yeah, sorry. <clears throat> No, go ahead. When I when I ever listen back at these things, I'm always like, "Shut up, let them talk, let them talk." <laughs> shut up, shut up. So, but so so yeah, put it in the same way. I'm like, dude, just shut up, let Tom talk. It's fine. <laughs> well, when you guys did your release show in Grand Rapids, this this was a pretty the, it got the Grand Rapids scene pretty excited, and I think I think in oh, a lot yeah. of ways it's still resonating because there's another young up and coming kind of feminist pop punk band, and I don't know if they'd be around without the Lippies kind of 
paving the way. You know, I'm talking about our, yeah. our friends, Oop Sweat, who are a great band. I think have a real bright future if they can keep it together. Fantastic um, people. Yeah. Um, and, but when you guys played your release show in, in at the Pyramid Scheme, I mean, you drew a huge crowd. I mean, I don't think it was sold out, but it was damn near sold out. I mean, it was 350 or something. I mean, there was a lot of people there, right? I, yeah. I think it was damn near sold out. Which is a lot. I mean, to, to put it into perspective, Neil, if a teenage bar rock I would ever played at the time, they maybe drew 200, maybe. Wow. Yeah. So they were doing. We were selling they were out really, a 420 cap place. Yeah. They were we're really, out, close. they were really a big. A big draw locally. I th- it's funny because they still are a huge draw locally, but when they go out of town, it's, it's a little a little different story at this point. But like when you yeah. when you guys were when you guys were touring doing the Red Scare thing, I mean, yeah, what kind of room you were playing? Pretty big rooms with the Falcon, or what were you? They were yeah. probably half full. Just played first, but no, actually, there was most of these shows ended up selling out before we played. Really? Oh, huh. yeah. A- there was actually. You know, in hindsight, and you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, like there was a fair amount of buzz around us, and enough where people were showing up to make sure they made it for our set, which felt oh, great. Be, being the old guy, you know how hard it is to show up for the first band when there's three or four. Oh, bands. I know. <laughs> <laughs> or staying to the end of the last band. Yeah, staying to so, the end uh, of the last yeah, band is yeah. my issue. Yeah. So, so, so it was yeah. pretty. It was pretty ugly when you guys split up. I mean, to give a little brief oh, anecdote. Yeah. We were yeah. all at Mulligan's one night watching oh, Lost Love and Bike Tough, maybe, or somebody. I can't remember what the show was, or maybe it was some other punk show. I don't remember. But there's a yeah. pretty good venue in Grand Rapids that the punks have turned on Neil and decided they shouldn't go there anymore. Why is that now? <laughs> some someone's stupid. I've been there for a while. They'll seem. But political correctness, I, I don't know. I think uh, it's a lot of it's BS. fuck's sake. I, I don't want to get into it. We, we'll, we yeah. can do a whole separate show about that, Neil. Oh, about, about how the punks love to destroy the few venues that actually let them play. Yes. Um, I'm good at it. But so <laughs> we were there watching the show, and Taylor and Cole were there, and I was there with my brother, and we were having a few drinks, and Tanya was there with her boyfriend. And it was like Cole and Taylor with the rea- the interaction was no interaction between them, and it was like they had had a really nasty like boyfriend girlfriend breakup. It was super awkward, actually. <laughs> oh dear, it was like they would sit in the corner, and it would be like no eye contact or anything. So it was it was kind of weird. Yeah. So it was, I was you know. I was shocked when they did get back together two and a half, three years later or whatever it was. But, you know, the question I always wanted to ask you, and I, and I don't want to stir up trouble with this because I'm happy that you guys are back together, even though it's, it's different this time. I could feel it's different. Everybody can feel it's different. Um, but the fact of the matter is when I don't, I don't know. And I should get into it with you. How, how we ended up getting back together. That'll be my next question. But was there a point where Tanya maybe reached out and said, Hey, I, I think maybe we should do this again, where you and Taylor were like, screw you i don't want to I, I i you you burned us before we're not going to do this was there ever that point or but at that point it totally kind of scabbed over uh no there was totally that point i tom i'm a stubborn prick <laughs> i am and that's one of your I, better qualities that's a sad thing i know right <laughs> i i am a stubborn piece of shit so there was an email that uh toby sent over to tanya asking if we would get together and play war on christmas again okay and tanya had been through enough in her life and had grown up enough and said you know yeah i'll talk to the boys so there was uh like i remember i didn't know that email came in i had no idea until after the fact but you know i've lived with taylor for a couple years now and taylor came home one day and he goes hey ran into tanya at the bar and she wanted to talk to me so we talked i'm like 
cool. How'd it go? He's like, went really well. He says, we hashed a lot of shit out. I'm like, cool. And he says, she wants to talk to you. I'm like, fuck her. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, no, fuck the little bitch. Don't care. Well, if she was, if she was smart, she'd been like, hey, I want to put the band back together with a different bass player. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and she still hasn't gotten that. So, yeah, it, it was totally like, you know. And she had reached out to David and talked to David, and David and Taylor. So everybody else was on board than this. I am. Everybody yeah. else was on board at this point. Okay. Yeah, they were. You know, Taylor was getting on board. He said, you know, we started hashing shit out. I'm like, cool. Good for you, dude. You know, he said so to Tanya, don't my... worry about Cole. I'll take care of Cole. Don't worry about him. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll get him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my attitude was, you know, fuck it. I, I don't care. Like, I've lived without the band this long, whatever. Um, and I don't get me wrong. I love the Libby's. I love everything about it. I love yep. the three people that I play with. We're, you know, there was a point where... You couldn't separate us. We'd show up everywhere together. So, yeah. Uh, what happened then? Oh. So, I, yeah, told Taylor, whatever. Um, then Toby calls. He says, hey, man, like, maybe you should just listen to what she has to say. And I'm like, well, if she wants to call me and apologize, she's got my number. He says, I don't think you're going to get an apology out of her. And I'm like, well, then whatever, dude. She can go find another bass player. I Toby's like, I got my basement is full of boxes of your albums. I need you guys to get back together. <laughs> I got product to move here, bud. Yeah. So we we had quite the conversation, and uh, I mean, I was lit up. I was just not in the mood. Well, can I, I can I, I just can I can I just break in a second yeah. because. I don't know yeah. this. I don't know the story of the breakup. I mean, was it one of those bad ones, like on stage, where you guys start fighting, like Neil no, and Lo- Nolan it, Liam from Oasis, or what? What? What happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> the short of it was, uh, we had done this tour with the Falcon, and uh, one of the last, I think, the last three dates, the last one, we were in Chicago. That was the last night we played together. Um, over the course of the week everybody just started getting distant mm-hmm. and acting weird. And we, we finished up in Chicago. Tanya was losing her voice. Like you could hear she was losing her voice. Um, we were halfway to the next stop in St. Louis. And she said, I can't, I can't sing. And she called up Toby and told him what was going on. And we ditched off the tour two days early under the pretense of, Tiny can't sing. She lost her voice. So we went home, and then a few days later, we were all delivered letters from Tanya that were not very nice. Because, again, she was kind of under the influence of some bad people around her. And, uh, you know, and these guys are all, at the time, like in their early 20s. Yeah, you don't know shit, right? So, right, right. You know, I had already been through all that dramatic bullshit got that out of the way. So, you know, they, yeah, that's what happened is we got letters saying like the band's no longer. And well, so had she, re- had she really lost her voice or was that just all bullshit? Cause she didn't want to do it anymore. I, I think she really did lose her voice, but I think that the stress she was under at the time was, had more to do with it than anything. Gotcha. So you got a dear John letter. I didn't realize that. I don't <laughs> think. Oh huh. Yeah. 
no, all three of us got them. Uh, and it, that's another thing that really, you know, <laughs> didn't help things was, uh, you couldn't even look me in the eyes. Well, no, were you, were you tempted to carry on to just get a different lead singer and carry on the band? Uh, we actually just to, and it was strictly just to take care of the upcoming commitments we had with touring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was absolutely discussion and we talked to a couple people and, uh, it just didn't work out. Gotcha. And it was a lot of, a lot of it was due to the fact that, you know, we told these people what was going on and they were like, yeah, we don't want to be anywhere near that. Okay. Sorry guys. Yeah. The fact of the matter is Tanya is in, you know, you can't, I don't think you can have the band without Tanya. And, and it's not to say that it's not to say that any of you are easily replaceable because I don't think any of you are, but I mean, it's her, it's her words at the end of the day. Right. And it's her sort of unique, Delivery, I think, that makes you guys oh, stand absolutely. apart a little bit from from she's, the other bands. Or she's her. a unique voice. She's a very she's talented a woman, no question. About it. Yeah. So speaking of, let's do let's do sure. another song, and then yeah. we'll finish up. You can finish up with the getting back yeah. together, the the happy ending here, the happy if we will. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we got to talk about the bloody lips a little bit too, because I think you guys. Uh, yeah. I think you guys have a sound that could resonate with some people too. So let's do. Uh, oh, I don't know. I like I said, I'm, I'm pretty close to all the early songs, but let's do one off the, another one off the album. Let's do. Uh, this is from the Red Scare album. Let's do "Walking on Fences." So this is Lippy's "Walking on Fences" from their self-titled album.
Okay, that was the lippies walking on fences, walking on sunshine. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Always walking on sunshine. Cole, Cole you got such a great, you got such a great voice for radio. You know, there is a one advantage to still being smoking in your mid forties, right? Oh hell you got, yeah! You yeah. got that great like smoky radio. I, you know, voice. I was thinking about this earlier. Oddly enough, uh, a few years ago, some girl told me, just a friend of mine, she was just like, you know, I could listen to you talk all the time because you're you're like, your voice is just like butter, like. <laughs> Morgan well, you, have to, you have to send this to her, she, man. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. I it don't sounds, like it sounds to Freeman, me like double, but she double, goes, no, I'm just sued that way. Sounds to me like double whiskey coke and yeah, Marlboro's. right. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I gargle razor blades for fun. <laughs> there you go. Well, Neil, about twice a year, I'll decide I should have a cigarette. You know, I was a smoker. I smoked for over 20 years. Gave it up in my late 30s. About twice a year, I'll decide I should have a cigarette. It seems like a good idea. Usually, one of those two times is. Is a bum one off cold. So well, there you go. It, it's a, it's always good to know someone like that. Yeah, for sure. That you can. That's oh, always yeah. got one available. Yeah. Yeah, saving you so much money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No shit. So so okay. So you so you're getting so you you're the start things are starting to thaw at this point for the lippies. The 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 bad the bad feelings are starting to thaw. Yeah. No. So Tiny comes over. She got a hold of me. That that was my thing. Is she needs to reach out to me. So she reached out, and a few days later, she showed up, um, met her outside my apartment in downtown Grand Rapids, and uh, she walks up and starts talking. I'm like, no, hang on a minute. Gave her a big hug. Said, you want to go for a walk? She goes, yeah, cool. Let's go for a walk. So we spent a few hours walking around the city, and she kept trying to bring up band stuff, and I said, I don't want to hear about band stuff. I want to hear about your family and your friends. I want to hear that you know, what you've been doing for a few years. So we got that out of the way. We ended up well, at the Pyramid hold on. Team, had let a couple me, drinks. Let me jump in a second. So how many years are we talking about since the band split? I thought this was like months or something. So this was this was a while after No, that. this was a good three, like three two years? years. Holy shit. Three years. Wow. Yeah, probably closer to yeah. three, right? I think it was close to three. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Which sorry, is continue. not much time for old codgers like us, but when you're in your 20s, that's a long no, time. No, yeah, I'm only dying, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we had a nice walk around the city, uh, just talk family stuff. And as it turned out, at the time, she was working at a uh, uh, retirement facility where my grandparents happened to live. And she was taking care of my grandparents. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, crazy how small the world is. So we got to catch up and talk, and then we finally talked band stuff and smoothed everything over. And it's been amazing ever since. I wish that we were in this kind of headspace back when we started. But well, and, and, everybody had some growing up to do. And you, you, and then you, you did end up doing that war on Christmas, right? That was the first show you did when yes. you got back together? Yep. Okay. That was the first show we did. We got back together. We had actually, yeah, we got back together, started like practicing, and none of us had played these songs in like three years. So it, it took a minute. It, those first couple oh. practices were pretty rough. Well, so was it, was it the war on Christmas this year? Twenty nine. I mean, 2019? No, it was uh, 2018. 2018, okay. And then you, then you played your first local show, I believe, in January of 19 at the Pyramid Scheme. Yep, and I was and like, "Oh, you can never." That one. I was gonna say, my thought was, "Ah, you can never go back." They were a place in time. 
you know, will they right. ever be able to recapture that old magic? And that time you sold it out. Yeah. Sold it out. And then some, like I kept having people grab me every time I'd go to the front bar, like, Hey, I forgot to get a ticket. I'm like, hang on. So I go to Jeff, <laughs> the guess this was like sitting there. I'm like, Jeff, can you, can you sneak a couple more in? He's like, yeah, fuck it. Don't care. Get him in. <laughs> So, yeah, we oversold the place a bunch and had a riot of a night. Like, it felt so good. Felt yeah, it good was, it was amazing. Just kind of, you know, welcome us back. It's fu- it's funny because my buddy Scott and I are, have been, we've seen a ton of Lippy shows, and we always go out of our way to see you guys whenever we can, but it's such a young crowd. You know, we are definitely... Oh, yeah. Most of the it's, other people who are older uh, than us there are the parents of the other people in the band. <laughs> you know, stuff oh, like totally. That. Yeah. Well, I better not oh, show remember, up then. Fuck. You know, I remember there was a there was a show last year, and I I think it was the Eradicator, but I'm not 100 percent. Where there was literally like four people over 40 in the whole venue, and I look next to me, and it's Cole and me and Jeff Baird and my buddy Scott, and we are literally the only people over 40 in the whole place, and we're all hanging out in the same spot. So that that pretty much yeah. sums up crazy. the. Yeah. Well, the Grand Rapids Punk yeah. scene has gotten very young. Yeah. And the, tr- the truth of the matter is, it's not really my scene. I mean, I kind of will stick my toe in once in a while, but it's totally. it's something different, and I think that's okay. I don't. There's some things about it yeah. I don't particularly like, but you know that's okay. So what's? Oh, so, I've I've seen the scene go up and down so many times, and yeah, different you, you and me both. things come through. It's you know, it, it, and I don't, It's getting to a high point. So yeah, a high po- a high point. Hold on, what do you mean? High point? What do you mean? What do you mean? High point? Well, there's, there's a good involvement right now. Yeah, a lot of people involved in it. Yeah, I mean, it might not be what we want necessarily, Neil, but it's there's a good amount of right. people doing. It. Good people are you know yeah. turn up for the shows. The young bands have been good, and so so okay. So what's the current state of the Lippies, uh, Cole? Where are we at? What, what what's going on right now? I mean, you guys are semi-active at least, or if not fully yeah. active. At the- um, current state, uh, we have been since actually since those first couple practices, we started writing new shit. So we've been hustling on that. I mean, I say hustling, but it's been, you know, almost a year working on shit. Not, not a lot we've of gone uh, in. Not really a deadline hanging over your head or anything. You're just kind of working. on No, it. no, no deadline. Uh, we were kind of in a rush right in the beginning because we were just excited about new shit. And then we just kind of like life kind of got in the way for a minute. So we all kind of like sat back and I think we've got, eight to 10 songs in various states of recording okay. at the uh, studio we, at Cold War. That's yeah. run by Rick Johnson. Same, place, you from Same place you did every, you've done every, everything you've done has been there, hasn't it? Yeah. That's pretty, oh, that's, that's pretty just, weird. That's pretty weird, guys, because I used to have a skateboard company called Cold War Skateboards. So. No kidding. It's all tying, toge- <laughs> it's all tying together. Well, that's Cold funny. War seems I, to I, I would bet War that uh, – Cause... Rick over at Cold War actually knows of your skateboard company because he's huh. a huge skateboard guy. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Because that's Cold War. <laughs> Cold War Studio is seems to be like the go-to punk place in town. I mean, they really well, seem, it, he does really good work, obviously, and it's just it yeah. seems like that's the place to go now if you can afford it. It's quality work for the price you get, and Rick is the easiest guy to work with. And mm. kind of one of the things I learned over the years is having somebody that was from the same scene as me like he he understands punk rock he understands what we're going for hmm. and Whereas he plays in mustard guys, and he plays in mustard blood like yep. he's a good guy to know you know hmm. 
So yeah, so, we've got. So you did do one new song. It's worth noting for anybody who's not been paying attention at home. You did do one new song to completion yeah. for the Fat Wreck 15 year comp thing. Yeah, I'm sorry, Fat Wreck, yeah. Red Scare, Fat Wreck, whatever Scare. it is. Yeah, yeah. same guys. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. So uh, yeah, we Toby kind of said, you know, there's there's two songs left over from the self titled sessions. We could probably throw one of those on there, and we went, "No, nah, fuck no!" Like, let's record something new. So, so you have a couple this, songs uh, in the bank. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm. I guess most bands do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I. When for when you do the yeah. deluxe restore twentieth anniversary edition, right? Right. Oh, oddly enough. So yeah, we do. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So. Uh, we do uh, Acid Head, send it over to Toby, and it's on the Red Scare 15-year comp, which was just a cool thing to be a part of because I, I think most of the songs on there are just fucking phenomenal. Like It's good. It's it's a solid album. I, I reviewed it, actually. It a lot of it really wasn't my is. thing, but I did enjoy most of it, yeah. Right. So, yeah, and then uh, quick side note, I literally just orchestrated this over the couple, past couple of days with Toby. Um in a couple weeks, we're actually putting out another new song as part of an EP, and we're throwing on those two old songs from the self-titled uh, record. So you're so doing a seven-inch? Is that what you song. It's just going to be a digital release. Or digital, okay. Yeah. Um, we were staunchly against... I, I kind of drove it into the band, like... I love the Dead Kennedys, but when you listen to their songs, they're very time specific they're very yeah you know this point in history um i with writing with the lippies i always looked at tiny and said you know i don't want i want this band to be timeless whatever we do you can sing about whatever issues you want you guys still there yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely okay hanging <laughs> on hang, hanging on every word hanging on every word yeah yeah so yeah i just i made it a point to say like i i don't want anything time specific with this like i, I just want it generic as far as references you know, with views or what yeah I guess. yeah yeah you know i i don't want any references to you know Current the events. george bush era or whatever well no oh, okay era. no i'm interested so go in go into that a bit yeah. i mean why not what what would be the problem with that uh to me it just feels dated like i like for example a lot of the young punk kids coming up in grand rapids right now i know a ton of them and they love the dead Kennedys and I, I like these kids are just turning 20, 21. And what do they know about Pol Pot? What do they know about, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, but it might make them actually do some research and find out what the deal with that shit was. Right. I mean, it's not, a good, is, it's yeah, not a good thing. I, I totally understand that. And there's bands that can do that. I just didn't want to be the band that did that. Sure. The, the the thing I have, you know, Neil, you and I have talked about this a little bit. I I don't I love those little Dead Kennedy records too, and I don't mind hearing Jello yell about uh, Governor Brown or whatever for right. 1980. But as long as you don't go back later and redo it like DOA does, where they you know they went back and redid fucked up Ronnie and did it fucked up Donnie. Yeah, where right. they like updated it for the times because well, I hate that. Crap. The, well, no, the the, the funny thing about <laughs> the, the funny thing about that is though has is how some of it ages actually the opposite of what it was meant to be in the start because yeah with uh, yeah with the Dead Kennedys. Um, California Uberalis. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Brown was an asshole when they wrote that song. Then it turned out, like, right. 20 years later, Jerry Brown actually wasn't that damn bad. 
And so it's just kind of funny. It's kind of funny how that shit turned out. Or like Ronald Reagan. That's more... Yeah, that's probably more the point I'd be getting at. Who the, who the f- will probably campaign for him the second time. I mean, I, I would, I would, I would take Ronald Reagan over what we got now. Thanks very much. That would, that would, that would, be, that would be fine, dude. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I keep telling these kids like, like, oh, this is like the worst the world's ever been. I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I lived through Reagan. I've that. lived through. Yeah, I've lived through a lot of fucking shit. It, it, and, so, and you and I have had that conversation. How this is really just a slightly different flavor of the same old shit we've been eating for years. Oh, you totally. Know? Yeah. Nothing so, different per se. We got perspective. Just, you know, forty years, fifty yeah. years, you get a different perspective. Yeah, try try almost yeah. try almost sixty guys. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It, Neil so, used to hate Neil was hating on Nixon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I was I was hating on Maggie, you know, and now I think yeah, she go. wasn't so bad. Yeah. Well, well, you know, she wasn't so bad. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you you get some perspective over the years, you're like, ah, I thought that guy was bad, but he's not as bad as this idiot. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, so I think we, the thing uh, that burns me out is you like they're 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 just it's all just different flavors of the same crab. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Or uh, cool. So we ended up uh, we had a uh, uh, new upstart label, little little record label out in California. They wanted us to uh, give them a song. For this comp they were putting together is an anti-Trump comp, um, and we were just like, "Yeah, you know that sounds fun. Let's just do something." So in the course of two weeks, we wrote and recorded a brand new song, and it actually ended up really good and really relevant for what we're going through right now. They're having a hard time getting the comp out. They they thought it would be out by mid March, and now they're talking like late summer. And then the, I, the pressing plants probably went home too. Right. So I just said, you know, uh, we'll give you guys a different song. I'm going to pull this. And uh got with Toby, and he says, hey, man, let's do a digital EP. Put mm-hmm. it out in a couple weeks. We can throw these two songs from the self-title and this brand new one. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So, hey, can I... yeah, in a couple weeks, more new Lippy shit. Can I, uh, can I ask a second? Because I'm, I'm interested in this, and, uh, I'm, you know, obviously you know a lot yeah. more about it than I do. So, I mean, back in the day, so you signed with a record label, and you'd sign yeah. like a five-year deal or seven-year deal, and you got your money yeah. up front and all that shit. And but you would be signed. Sure. Ev- everything you did would be on that label. So how come how come you can do some stuff for Red Scare and then some stuff for some other upstart label? Like how is that allowed un- under the contract or whatever? That's the great thing about Red Scare and working with Toby is that there's no contract between us. It oh. is literally just a handshake deal. He he is always there for us. We always hit him up for advice on shit. Okay. But he always ends everything with, but it's your band. You can do whatever you want to do. So if you wanted to put and, your stuff out on a different label, you could. If you wanted to do another, if like oh, a totally. vinyl release or something. Yeah. And Toby would be I thrilled. Could, if, if you guys moved on to a bigger label, Toby would likely be happy for you. Yeah. You know? And we've recently, like over the past year, we've had those conversations. You know, I could absolutely hit up Toby and say, you know, kind of want to go to Fat or go to Epitaph or something else. And he'd help sort it out. Don't do Epitaph, dude. They become a disaster. (laughs) I don't. Well, that's the other thing is we've talked about it and we don't want to. Yeah. Like, we're not active enough to be on those labels. Yeah. Fat's going to want you. Typically, they need a band that's out touring full time. And yeah, other than the suicide machines. We're just not set up to do that. 
other than the suicide machines, right? Who they give a pass because you know suicide right. machines belong on right. that. But God, so that record so, is so good. By it the way. is, man. I've been listening to it. I got to say, I really enjoy it. I've had a. I. Uh, yeah. I I'm working on an extended piece. I talked to Jay for quite a while. The other day. But anyway, I don't <laughs> want to Tom. Tom. We got Tom turned no. around. <laughs> no, this is all about the. Nice. This is all about the lippies. I'll talk to you when we're when we're done. I'll talk to you about that yeah. for a minute. But um. So as of right now, as of March, whatever it is, end of March, 2020, you're you're, pl- you're yeah. actively working on making another record for for Red Scare. Yeah. Okay. So you, I mean, you do have any time frame on there? It's just when you get done, you get done. It, man, we were we were going gung ho. Like we got through the holidays. The holidays slow everybody down. Sure. And, and then we now got this through shit. the holidays, and we had. You know, we were supposed to be out on tour next weekend. And that yeah, actually, you know, it's out. funny because that was part of the reason I wanted to reach out was like, well, let's talk to some of these bands that had to cancel their tour. But you guys aren't financially dependent like some of the other bands. No. So I, I don't feel quite as bad for you guys as I do some of the others. But it sucks. No. Especially Ab. It was another local band. You were going to take out Abner, and they could really use yeah. a little bit of experience touring. They're younger, younger guys. Totally. So guys could use the exposure. And, yeah. you know, the shows we had lined up were going to be a great fucking time. And yeah, eh, you know, this coronavirus thing happened. So everything grinds to a halt, yep. but we were, like I said, eight to 10 songs sitting in the studio right now. We've got another, I think 10 to 12 that we want to get in and we've got to like practice them out and then go in and record them. And we just want to cherry pick a really good fucking record. Hmm. So cool. that's kind of where we are right now. And it's, Obviously, we can't really get together right now. Um, Tanya actually just got tested. <laughs> Came out negative. But, That's uh, good. Yeah, she said that was quite the experience because the uh, spectrum down there, they actually set up a tent outside. Yeah, I heard that. And she, she drove up. They stuck like a foot-long Q-tip down her nose. Uh Finger nose? Yeah. yeah, nose. Yeah, oh, I think that's, I think that's how they do it. Yeah, it's up the nose. Yeah. I'm already out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, unless I think I'm going to die, like, I'm not going. I don't care. Yeah. The day after she does the drive-thru testing, they, like, take the tent down. They're like, yeah, we're not doing drive-thru testing anymore. This is just mm. dangerous. Mm. So she got her results back. She works uh, for Hope Network, which is a community. She, like, runs this whole community of special needs people. And it's oh, so she's real, super she's real. dangerous for her to get this stuff. So yeah. she's been yeah. off work for a couple of days, but mm. literally just locked up in her own room because she Ugh. doesn't even want to get her fiance, you know, exposed. Everybody's to everybody's going stir crazy, and it's very man. It does suck. I uh, oh yeah, we've been you know I, I swear part of our uh, you know Neil and I are always constant constant communication, and we've got a few other people in our circle that we're just like virtually hanging out all the time to keep each other sane and and we're doing this which is it requires us all to be in just hanging out in different places so then so this has been oh yeah but so let's okay let's you know what you you recommended a song and we didn't play it so let's rectify that situation and then maybe talk bloody lips a little bit yeah unless you got some specific more lippy stuff you'd like to talk about which i'm fine with that too whatever you want to do we uh we do whatever we want yeah anything i don't care it's yeah, you guys' show, man. Well, well, because I just, we're just I, keep, keep I actually, you entertained a little bit for this. These two, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I actually wanted to ask him about because you guys played Fest this year, right? Yeah. 
So I wanted to ask you about your, because I went down to Fest for the first time, and uh, I talk about it in, I think, episode three. But uh, um, but after you play the song, let's uh, let's talk about Fest a little bit. So um, Sounds good but, to me. Yeah, but anyway, which which so which do, song did you want to play? Do, let's do Acid Head. This is the one from the Red Scare 15 Years of Beers and Tears, I think it's called. You'd love it. You know, there's crying, yeah. there's, there's tears. So yeah. <laughs> tears for fears? There's Brandon <laughs> doing a weird electro song. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta say, I love that because the original Lippy song is so, or the original Lillington song is so good that even yeah. doing it like techno style, I think, still works. Reminds me of my, you know, dance hall days at the top of the rock when I was a young man. <laughs> but uh, yeah. only a few people, like in their mid forties, can understand what I'm talking about there. But anyway, so let's do, uh, yeah, let's do Acid Head. This is the newest official until at least until maybe another week or two. This is the. Yeah, this is the newest official Lippy song. This is Acid Head. I am but a
All right. Acid head from the lippies from the newest stuff. Um, so yeah, fest. So was that the first time yeah. you guys have played fest? Yes. Okay. And what, and that which, first time. which venue did you guys play and what did you think of the whole thing? Oh, what was that place? Uh, Lucy's. Oh, Lucy's my favorite bar in Gainesville. Um, I've been to Gainesville right. a bunch because I have a friend who lives there, but Lucy's yeah. um, is my favorite bar in Gainesville. That place is that place is kick ass. Ended yeah. up hanging out there quite a bit actually. Yeah, so they get that nice little outdoor seating. Yep. Um, yeah, it was a fun show. I we missed like apparently there was a line down the block to get in, and like massive squirt gun was standing in that line, and Dom and the kids from Tsunami Bomb were standing in that line, and they were all bummed out because they couldn't get in. Hmm. Yeah, that's who was, what, the head, and, who was the headline of the day you guys play? God, I don't even know. Just chaos. It, huh? Like right. playing at Lucy's, it's it's not anything big ever. Oh, okay. I think after you but play like, like the smaller bands. bars, you get bumped up to like eight seconds or high dive. Okay. Right. Yeah, like that's the right. Your names are all playing those spots. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because Lucy's is probably geez, hundred fifty people maybe. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's small. Um, that's where I was yeah, texting you from, Tom. Small. When I I was there on the Thursday or something, I was texting you from from that place. Uh, yeah, they, that's the place that would give me gin and tonics and a pint glass. So yeah, it's a pretty yeah, it's a pretty so, it's yeah. a pretty oh, kick ass yeah, place. Whiskey cokes that way. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, um, but but yeah, I I found that because that was my first time too going down to uh, fest. Yeah, and what I, do you think? And I just I just as a as a customer, I just found it fucking yeah. weird that you could buy tickets for a gig but not be guaranteed of getting into that gig. I just found I that know, extraordinarily right? fucking weird. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So I thought that was weird. Um, I mean, I was generally fine. I missed a lot of shows I wanted to see just because the line was so freaking long. Yep. And I'm too old to stand in line anymore. Yeah, so so we went. We we actually ended up because of that. We actually ended up going to some of like the free shows or some of the shows that were kind of far out because uh, you know in some yeah. in some of the other venues because you know we couldn't get in the main ones in uh, in downtown yeah. Gainesville. So um, and to me, I I mean, as old as I am, it just really wasn't my scene. There was a lot of stuff. You know, totally. we talked about the hugging and I... stuff like that. That's not that's not the punk rock yeah. that I know. You know, <laughs> right. um, now. Right. I did. I did go to. Um, I don't know if you went to the big venue. Uh, what the hell is it called? Um, the the big outdoor oh, venue. Diddly. Bo Diddley, yeah, yeah Bo Diddley Plaza. Yeah, I, I went to Against Me the first night and saw Teenage Bottle Rocket and Master mm-hmm. Intruder and stuff. That was that was fucking awesome. Yeah, um, I was down there for those. Yeah. Oh, you were okay. So we were in the same place oh, yeah. at the same time. How about that? Yep. But yeah, too too much Actually, hugging. I think we were drinking beers in the van across the street from Bo Diddley while Bottle Rocket was on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, those guys were great. Those guys kicked it out that night. They were awesome. But um, but yeah, it's just it's just not my not my scene really anymore. Um, yeah, but, it's you know, a, what are you gonna it's, do? It's totally a different set of kids. It's a different, completely different scene. Um, yeah. And there's some bands that play down there that I'm surprised they go over as well as they do. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. it is, it's a way more PC oriented version of punk rock. Right. Yeah. And that's fine that's their scene it's you know i had fun i i met a lot of cool people um i had been down there twice before with mustard plug oh okay that was before they had that was before they had bo diddley going okay so uh yeah 
it was always a good time. And I was really excited that, you know, we got to play this last year. We got the offer to play again this coming year. And we all just kind of went like, eh, you know, it's, you can't tour down there because there's like 300 bands trying to tour down there. Right. So you can't get, can't get a so show. So gigs on the way are a the worst it is. Yeah. Mm. And there's only one way in and one way out of Florida. So. Yeah, it's, it's a, essentially drive. America. It's essentially America's penis. There's only one way, <laughs> yeah. one way in, one way out. Exactly. <laughs> wow, Tom. That's a, that's going on the fucking t-shirt oh, right that's, there. That's what they. That's what they. That's what they put on their tra- on their brochures. America's wang. Yeah. Florida. America's wang. Gators and wings. Yeah, exactly. And old people. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of more politically correct punk, once yeah. uh, when the Lippies were on hiatus, you for, you had a couple bands, and one of them was the Bloody Lips that we talked about earlier, and yeah. the. And, and like you said, they were definitely a reaction to the lippies because it was just like an angry kind of not political Polar thing. fucking opposite. It didn't yeah. have sort of the feminist dynamic. Despite the fact that you had a female singer, it didn't have that kind of feminist dynamic. And that, uh, what's funny is she's singing did. about things that are relevant to her. That yeah, exactly. ended up being kind of like feminist issues. We just didn't – that wasn't the focus. The focus of the Blake Lips was always – hey, show up, we're going to have a fun time, and you're going to watch this 44-year-old dude live out his fantasies of being a minor threat, but with a female fan. <laughs> That's 100% what it was. Like When we practiced, we would get as drunk as we could and practice so that when we played shows and we're drunk, we were spot the fuck on. <laughs> that sounds good. I, uh, I, actually oh, saw what I, I actually saw what I thought was going to be the very last Bloody Lips show. Because my daughter and I were down in Lafayette because my daughter wanted to do a job show, a job shadow at a recording studio. And one of my punk news colleagues oh down there had a, um, worked at Sonic Iguana, the great Sonic Iguana, you know, classic, classic yeah. recording studio. So we had a real nice time down there for the weekend, but they also happened to be the, the Bloody Lips were playing at a little local bar down there with my oh, buddy's right. band. So, so, so yeah, that was like the last <laughs> show when you guys were breaking up because it was a husband and wife team. The drummer or a drummer and singer yeah. were husband and wife, and their marriage broke up. So oh, they actually have, yeah. a, diff- oh, they have a different drummer now. But like it was, like, it was one of the most on the way down. It was so yeah. like cathartic watching them. It was oh, like one of those God. just broke into chaos. Like the drum set flipped over, just like just like a total mess. And I had no oh. idea. What was going on. I'm like, dude, that show was so inspired. They're like, yeah, we're done. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 and then was... they had to go back to the same hotel, and you know, like, man. Those but yeah, that was rough, awesome. rough I, fucking I, night. I brought my seven. I like more or less snuck my seventeen-year-old daughter into this college bar, and I de- definitely got some judgment <laughs> for some people. Oh, totally, I'm sure. But I, but I wrote a review of it, and I told the whole story because I always tell the whole story yeah. when I write a review, you know. And it was totally. it was it was just it was kind of funny you. though. But I love I love surprising bands out of town, you know. I honestly, Cole and I always enjoy hanging out, but we get to see each other very little. But like, we got to hang out in Milwaukee last summer, you know, because we we're we we're both there for a, oh yeah. For a show, so it's always Summer kind of funny when you got to go 300 miles from home to have a couple of drinks, you know. It but, is uh, sad. <laughs> the, the bloody lips made fun. the bloody lips were very much a reaction to the lippies, and they made one really uh, great album about 15 minutes long, like 10 songs, 15 minutes. Yeah. So, so, and yeah. the, the your first song, and you did it. You did actually did a video for it, like a low budget video, and it turned out pretty cool. I think. Yeah. Was Fisted Sister? I always assumed that that song was like an F you to Tanya. Am I wrong about that? I mean, was that was it not? Am, am I completely am I... wrong? Uh, None of these songs had anything to do with Tanya. No, I not, okay. understand 
I understand why people would think that because fisted sister. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then you look at like the video for abandoned me. It's basically like a girl gets murdered. Yep. And you throw in her. And you know, I had a few people get a hold of me like, dude, not cool. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, you know, Tanya, the lippies, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, no, had nothing to do with that. I said it was just a fun idea for a video. Well, I was one of the people who drew that drew that conclusion too. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah. So definitely. Um, so I I love that song. It's about one minute long. And what it's, song? Well, and even the chorus it's called "Fisted Sister." It's, oh, about it's the first. Lip. It's the first song on that album, right? Yeah, and even yeah. the chorus is "Everybody's gonna forget you" or something like that. Or everyone. Yeah. Is, it's just super angry. I don't so, know if you like that or not. So what is it? What is it about? This hundred pound woman who scares the hell out of me. So what is it? What is the song about then? I couldn't even tell you. Okay. I've, I've never asked. <laughs> Amazing. I, just, I write music, and honestly, that was like the first song we ever wrote. Because I was just like, oh, these chords go, this this groove, this it's fast as fuck. This is cool, and Crystal like just started barking over it immediately, and I'm just like, yeah, this song's really cool. And I've never asked her what any of her fucking songs are about. Hmm. I don't care it's her fucking this is her therapy and we've always maintained that so whatever fisted sister is about i you'd have to ask her okay and are the bloody lips still going or did you guys officially is it all done we we took like a year or so off and didn't think we were going to get back together and then we just got talking one day and i was just because that was my band a hundred percent. And I just went like, all right, I'm ready. Let's, let's do some shit again. So we found a new drummer. This a uh, wonderful young man. He's 22. Now his name's Athen. He plays in the band boob sweat as well as boob sweat, 300 other boobs. Yeah. Sweat. I actually mentioned yeah. them earlier, Neil. They're like a newer band around yeah. town, young kids that are doing pretty well for themselves. I love it. Love yeah. the he's, name. That's all right. He's typical of a local drummer in that he plays for like fourteen different bands. Three hundred fucking bands. That's no good. Well, but that's like, drummers. He, they seem like they're so in demand. You know, whores. It really does. That's what it is. Oh, and especially good ones. And this yeah. kid's like jazz trained and shit. And yeah, he beats. And he beats up. Started writing new shit, and he's just crushing it. It's kind of funny. So, I actually yeah. was a little worried about replacing Josh just because. I know you and Josh, Dude, I know horse, there's, man. there's some kind of hard feelings or whatever, but the fact of the matter is he was a killer drummer, played so loud, Neil. I mean, just beat the shit out of his drums. So many shows we'd show up and the sound guy would start micing up his drums and we're like, yeah, no, you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I mean, I saw <laughs> them like, I playing no, this like little, we know what we're doing. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I saw them and playing this two little songs in, what's that? And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking over you. I'm talking over you. Cool. Dang it. Yeah, but stop talking over him, that, Tom. What are you doing? I saw you guys play at that little art space where uh, Zach from Pears was doing his solo set, and then the homeless guys. Oh yeah, that yeah. was where Josh really endured stuff <laughs> to me because he had some tall boys in his trunk, and we went and hood like went and hood hid in the like uh, alleyway drinking tall boys because it was a no alcohol venue, <laughs> running down yeah. to the meanwhile to get drinks between bands, but um, yeah, but they were so loud the PA system couldn't handle the volume no. of his drum, like the room was not just wasn't set up we didn't, the pa wasn't yeah. loud enough to hear singing and the guitar and the bass and all that over his drums but yeah anyway but yeah so you That's guys I actually, 
I've actually I've only seen you guys one time I think since I have to start playing for you. So I, I gotta like I said now all of a sudden now that we've been trapped at home man I can't wait to get out and see everybody again. So fucking you're right. So let's let's play that let's play Fist and Sister. Yeah. And then uh, so this is the first song from the one and only no no you guys did an EP too so let's but this is the first yeah. the first song you wrote first song from your first album which is called yeah. B Side Noise and that came out what year like seventeen. Can't remember. Yeah, I think so. Something like yeah, that. that right. 2017, anyway, yeah. according to Discogs, 2017. There you yes, go. Exactly. This, is, this is the Bloody Lips, Fisted Sister. go bloody lips fisted sister hope you all enjoyed that delightful piece of we don't know what the hell it's about but there you go <laughs> but enjoy it anyway <laughs> okay, so, so you did one other one other band that i really enjoyed in there and i know you guys aren't really playing anymore so let and neil i think would really like these guys too because it was like a, a 77 style thing really but also female front oh, it's like once thing. you did the lippies now every band you're in has to have a, a female singer right that's like a rule. I, you know, what's it's funny like, is people one started too. giving me shit about that, and I'm just like, you know, I've I've been doing this. Like, you know, I used to play with Back from the Quirk, and it wasn't... In the no, scene I came up with, it was never a big deal. It was never a point of, we got to go see this band because they got a female singer. Nobody cared until and you I'm had talking, a like, success, you know? Now they all know it is. <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's like... You know, it, it's like something you put on your resume, and I'm like, uh, you know, I, I never looked at it that way. I came up in a scene where you just went to see the band because it was cool and fun. Well, so who was yeah. this? Who was this '77 style band that you were with? What band was this? Uh, it was a band called Paper Thin. Okay. And it was largely like influenced by stuff like the Buzzcocks and the Undertones. Okay, fantastic. And just way more of a rock and roll band. Catchy, catchy, super catchy songs. Um, the yeah, female singer amazing at writing songs. You know, it's funny because the the singer was really not very diver, not very versatile. She sort of had a, like a monotone delivery, but it worked really well for the songs. And they were yeah. cool songs. I, I definitely think you dig them, Neil. It's definitely an homage to the older style. And I so I know sometimes homages can rub you wrong. But did, uh, did you guys do what? <laughs> did you guys put anything out? Uh, there is shit up on Spotify and Bandcamp. Okay, you did two, uh, EPs, two EPs, but oh, okay. only digital. Yeah. Yeah, I love that shit. Like, I'm so out of all the shit I've ever done, that's probably the stuff I'm most proud of. Oh, interesting. Stuff I had the most fun doing. I love that band too. I only saw you guys a couple times, but I really yeah. uh, It's just more mid-paced rock and roll, you know, with those punk overtones. But yeah, that was my love letter to the Buzzcocks and Undertones and Number Ones and fucking everybody. So uh, so yeah, 
what do you uh so what do you what do you i know we kind of talked about this at the beginning but so you're you're working on you're working on new bloody lip stuff too or you're working on lippy stuff yeah. we, we determined that you're working on writing a new record are you guys hoping to do something else record some stuff or what's the yeah what, we're uh, we've started i think we've got like we're like three or four songs deep we've just been practicing at my apartment three and, or four uh, songs deep so you have like five minutes worth of music <laughs> actually what's funny is uh this stuff it's we we've taken uh in the current writing i mean we're always going to do the hard fast stuff but the current writing it's almost going way more of a like fugazi slash refuse direction oh dear hmm. um, <laughs> i'm not thinking this <laughs> the one song we got done jamming crystal was recording us and she looks at it and she goes um, this song is like four minutes and 30 seconds long. Oh like, my gosh. Sellouts. I know. Sellouts. Right. Like, their first, uh, seriously, Neil, their first, their first record is like 10 songs, like 15 and a half minutes or something. I mean, if it wasn't, you know, it, it would, it would be an EP by most definitions. Oh, totally. And I, I love getting shit about that. Like this is an EP. It's only 15 minutes. I'm like, no, it's like got like twelve songs. It's on. got ten it's, songs, man. It's, it's cool. an album. Yeah, it's yeah. an album. <laughs> you 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 draw on any interesting gig posters at the moment that you want to divulge to me, so I know what cool shows potentially are coming up. Dude, it's dead. Everything's dead in the water. <laughs> well, that's so. That's my other question. This is totally off off topic, really. But well, it's not off topic. But when do you dare start booking stuff stuff again? Do you, I mean? Do you are you daring to book shows I don't know, in June man. or July like, or what's the? To... I mean, I would think Lizzie June would to be play the with. We were supposed to play with Bottle Rocket over the Pyramid yeah, Scheme a couple weeks, yeah. in a couple weeks, and that got postponed. And you know, I was going to be Toby at that. Got one, at me, and he goes, "Yeah, how about July?" I'm like, "I would okay. love that if you reschedule that. I hope that I hope it gets rescheduled." That oh, was really we're trying. That was a show a lot of people were looking forward to. So they're the same Bottle yeah. Rocket tour, Neil, that's coming to Chicago. Mm-hmm. The Lippies were actually going to be in the middle of the bill in the for the Grand Rapids show. So, mm. which is funny because the Lippies could sell the room out by themselves. So, I mean, it's like, yeah. there's a fair amount of pressure to sell this one out, even though it's like a Tuesday night. It was supposed to be like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah, they're working on rescheduling that. Um, is, is, yeah, is I don't know. July, I, you know, my boy Sloppy Seconds had to cancel their April tour, and I think they're I'm trying sorry, to buddy. June. But is June, I mean, is June safe? I don't know. We don't know. Everything's up in the air right now. Ugh, it's got to be tough. Like I said, it's, so, it's good for everybody, but especially the bands who actually need the income. You know. Well, yeah, I'd ima- well, yeah. and, I, and I would imagine that even if it is officially safe, if people start booking again, I would imagine the venues, the capacity is going to go down because they don't want people on top of each other. Well, I so I'd imagine it's going to be like half capacity. Well, that would be normal. Being scared is going to give it half capacity. I mean, that would be my I, guess, right? I mean, because you, I, you, yeah. I mean, after this, you're not going to want people right on top of each other all the time. I don't know. In, that's, in not punk, that's not a punk show. Then we might as well just sit there and watch the streaming shows. No, it'll be like me right. watch. It'll be like me watching Richie Ramone with like twenty people. Is what it will be like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, Fuck. So, so you, you don't. Yeah. You don't, you don't. Are you booking? I mean, are you booking? Just like things are going to be back to normal? Or are you just sitting tight? No, I'm not. I'm not booking shit. I. The world in chaos right now. I don't know. You know, you can read the news every day. I try not to. Yeah, I don't read it either. Fuck it. Yeah, it doesn't it's seem depressing. I've got better things to do with my time. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not booking anything. I'm not looking to book anything. Uh, 
I haven't even been hit up about booking anything because nobody knows what the fuck is going on right now. Oh, it sucks so bad. Um, you know, we were complaining the shows about shows I had. Everybody's like, "Oh, you know, we should reschedule for fall." And like, I'm not, I, I can't schedule anything right now. I have, I had like six sets of tickets because I'm an old guy and I still buy physical tickets. I'll just go over to the pyramid scheme and Good buy man. them, or get them from one of the bands or whatever. Yeah. And I have all these tickets, and the venue's not even open. I can't even go get my money. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. But I, I think nope. so far we've had five or six shows in April all wiped out, and I'm just waiting for yeah. May. Like I'm waiting for the Annie Flag tour. Oh, to yeah. get. I have tickets for Annie oh, Flag. Yeah. I have tickets for the Dropkick Murphys. Oh, you could have watched. You could have watched that live stream well, last I, night, buddy, and been bored shitless. For all these shows to get dumped, and then I'm just gonna have to run around and try to get my money back, I guess, or hopefully they reschedule. Yeah. But who knows? You know, hopefully. who knows? So yeah. All right. So yeah, what? there is a a cool thing that. Uh, so with this whole Lippy's Blade Lips thing, um, there's going to be a 7-inch coming out at some point. Uh, the Lippies and the Blade Lips each cut a song. Oh, this is amazing. And it's about, re- they're both songs about like reproductive rights, because that's what these girls are into. Sure. And <laughs> both Tanya and Crystal sing on each song. Oh, really? That's cool. And one poppy and one of them's like... Hearing Hearing Crystal sing on like a Lippy's punk rock song is pretty fucking amazing. Like I'm I'm floored at how good this thing came out. And so then you hearing this a while ago, right? Because I remember you sh- there was some pictures on social yeah. media of being in the studio together. Okay. Yeah, and I've just been kind of sitting on the songs, and I just got the uh, jacket cover done for that, and uh, we've got like video ideas and shit, and. <laughs> I, I don't know who's going to release it. I kind of like threw it at Toby. I'm just waiting to hear back from him. But it I could think, be anybody. I think these uh, labels are really scared to put anything out either because they can't promote them. They can't. I mean, I see major uh, bands, like big bands, releases have been pushed back from spring to fall. I mean, how yeah. many? How much is that costing somebody? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, but so. That sounds amazing, though. I do love my split seven inches. We've done whole shows where oh, I've yeah. ran it. About how much I love the old splits. This will be your first vinyl, won't it? Because everything else seems to be like CD or, well, or digital did release. Did a record. Did a seven inch. Technically, did? we did. Yeah, Lippies did have a seven inch that was put out by uh, a friend's record label when we first started. Oh, okay. You had a hand in that label too. Were you not? Were you not a? Yeah, I kind of took it over with the other guy for a while. Uh, but their thing was more about. It was called Independent Fries, and it was more about uh, like documenting something that happened, like mm. documenting this band that doesn't exist. Or, uh, well, they know, had their way for a while. It, yeah, so it it's, was it's fun. One, it, it's one of those things that irritates know. me because you at the firehouse, which was your where you lived, and there was a, it was a DIY venue. Yeah. You had like that box of seven inches sitting there forever, and it had that lippy seven inch in there. And I always meant to buy it, and I never picked up a copy. And now yeah. it's going for big bucks on Discogs. I'm like, dang it, another one. What? It's it? like all it's like all those shows we went to over the years, Cole and Neil, where they all they yeah. had all kinds of great records for sale cheap. And you're like, oh, I'll get it next time. I'll get it next time. And now that was 25 years ago, and you're buying it for 14 dollars on freaking Discogs when it was yeah, three dollars. Hold, yeah, hold on a second. Well, the. <laughs> Let's just let's just bring this back to basics. When Tom when Tom says big dollars, he isn't talking about a hundred. Right. <laughs> he's, 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 he's talking about eight bucks. He's a broke ass Midwesterner, man. <laughs> yeah. Because I just yeah, looked, I, I just look looked at, at it and be like, mm. I don't know, fourteen dollars for a seven inch. Mm, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's amazing. A lot of shows ten dollars for a seven inch. Used to be three bucks tops, but yeah. But listen, man, I got three teenagers in my house, Neil. I got a lot of miles to feed, man. It's dude. I was just I, I was I was I was just looking at a at a single from uh, one of the only Liverpool punk bands from seventy seven um, called the Spitfire Boys, and uh, yeah. their oh, yeah. one seven inch is a hundred dollars. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll pull the trigger on that one. Oh, <laughs> so I, I guess I guess we're at different places, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tom, I, I've got a bunch of these seven inches sitting here. I'll, I'll get you one. Do you really? You still yeah. got some? Okay, all right. Definitely. Is, hey, is oh, it yeah. on the is is it on the yellow vinyl though? Because I'm seeing there was one on yellow vinyl, right? Uh, maybe. That's what it says. That's what it's if if discogs is to be believed. Well, it was yellow it was... and it was black, and yeah. I could never get a firm number out of the guys who pressed it. Like, how many did you get done of each? Yeah, and they wouldn't tell me. Huh. But yeah, all I can right. sort that out. Oh yeah, there's the yellow one right here. Nice. Well, there Holy you go. Ask me, you shall receive. Huh? And is that you on the cover with the uh, with the flat cap on, with the hooligan cap on the cover that, of the single? That is me. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, you're looking like you're in an <laughs> looking like you're in an oi band there, buddy. Like you're in the in the business yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, there's, he is a working. He is a working. Around, he is a says, working uh, class guy. He is a working class guy now. <laughs> I know. He spends some time working on roofs when he's not making music. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I got to pay bills. Got to fund fund the bands. Exactly. Know? Isn't that amazing? All right. Well, listen, man. I think I think we probably let's. I want to play one more Bloody Lips song, and then we'll come back and yeah. say goodbye. So let's do let's do a band to me. I think this is probably cool. at least to date probably the catchiest of the Bloody Lips songs. Yeah. And totally. it's like two minutes long, so people actually have a chance to get the hook. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do the Bloody same from the same album from the B side Noise album from seventeen. I think we figured out. Let's do Abandon Me. Great video too. If you get a chance, check it out.
Okay, bloody lips. Abandon, abandon me. Right? So that what it, what that yeah. was called? Okay, cool. So when we started doing this pod, Cole, our thing was, ah, oh, we should keep it like an hour. You know, most people drive like a half hour to work, and they can listen to it on the way back and forth to work. And like we keep yeah. pushing two hours, hour and a half, because we just <laughs> we have endless amounts of gabbing. Dude, that we pe- do. people have got nothing better. else to fucking do. What, what else are people going to do these it's days? True, but we have to break it up at some point. It, but no, it, you, honestly, when when you're ready to put something new out, I'd be more than happy. I'd be thrilled if you wanted to come back on and help promote it, because now you're just doing this. Dude, for absolutely. Shit. You're just doing this for shits and giggles, and well, it's funny because oh, yeah, we, we've had pretty good penetration with this pod, and, and we've got people listening all over the world, and they're sending us letters, and it's a lot of fun. But I don't think anybody locally really knows about it. I'm like, ah, I, I got to get the kingpin of the local Grand Rapids scene on, right? And then yeah. everybody would be listening to it, except for you know the eighty percent that think you're a jerk, but the twenty percent that love you, you know, they're right. They're, they're, you got to get that twenty percent, man. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. but uh, yeah, but that's if, the twenty percent with the big advertising dollars. If it's if it's if it's all the politically correct crowd, they'll listen to this and they'll fucking turn it off immediately yeah, and stop beating up like Cole. The previous, oh, totally. previous episodes. <laughs> yeah, they'll get very angry. That's a wild guys. We actually had a guy in from Guar, and he pretty much pissed over every FCC standard ever invented. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun oh, though. Fucking so. right. So fucking right. But no, this this is you know this is our this is kind of my my old man project like i'm getting too tired to write now i just want to you know talk to people for an hour or two and we just we've had such a great time and it seems like we're pretty good at disarming people and just sort of you know there's no pressure just like hey come hang out with us i'm laying in my bedroom on a big pile of pillows oh that sounds fucking weird man (laughs) my wife's sleeping next to me for a while hopefully a pants are on i was gonna ask you guys if i i wasn't sure if we were gonna actually skype or anything i'm like oh should i put pants on (laughs) i'm just doing the spoon today man i just got a hoodie i I guess some of us could have pants on but Hey, whatever. <laughs> hey, so we're, doing, so we're not drinking. So hey, Cole. So okay. So is yeah. is the biggest punk rock question you'll get. So oh, yeah. and me and, and me and Tom are completely opposite opposite sides on this. So white t shirt, black t shirt. Oh God, I bounce between both. Oh, right in the middle. I I do. I love a black t shirt because you know it hides a lot. Okay. But, I had yeah, like spaghetti, years ago like where I, I took a train into Chicago at the beginning of August because that's when my birthday is. And that's kind of my annual, like, I just, I like to go to Chicago for my birthday. Oh, dude, let's yeah, fucking hang out. There. Let's fucking hang out sometime because that's in, where I am. It was like, it was 95 fucking degrees and like <laughs> the good punk I am, I was wearing all black. Okay. And See, oh, let clothes. me, let me, let me stop you there. So growing up yeah. in England in, in, in 77, Punk t-shirts yeah. were white. The only people that wore black shirts were metal guys. Metal was black. Yeah. Punk t-shirts were white. That's an interesting... Uh, that's, that's actually interesting. That's that's how it was. That's how you could often tell from a distance if it was but a punk. At the same or... time, you guys have never seen the sunshine in <laughs> So, yeah, I get it. Like, you can pull off. He's been in the States since the mid-80s. He still can't get a tan. (laughs) (laughs) So 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 I'm, like, firmly on the white T-shirt thing, and Tom is firmly on the black T-shirt thing. uh, Well, listen, dude, black is... is Black is slimming, and it's been a while since I've been on the treadmill. You know, right. you gotta do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, it just stains the spaghetti stains. Is is is, is what <laughs> so, you were saying? Well, like I said, man, I, I I'm a sloppy eater. What can I say? If I wear white, it's not it's not a good combination. So, all right. I slept so for like an hour last night, and I woke up, and I was just like, well, I've got nothing better to do. So I started drinking more, and then I did like 200 crunches. Oh shit! Then you didn't throw up. <laughs> Getting, no, well, oddly enough. What were you drinking? And I what's had a your, chili dog at the end of it. What's your, oh. drink, what's your drink of choice? 
Uh, I was bouncing between uh, I'm doing vodka with water and grapefruit juice. Mm -hmm. It's healthy, and see? Guinness. Nice and healthy. And Guinness? So, yeah. And that's what I'm drinking right this second. Good on you. That's Ugh. what I've been drinking this whole time. Good on you. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Man, I'm, 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 I'm pretty lame. I, uh, I just, with these weird days where everything just sort of blends together, I feel like I need to wait to a certain point in the evening. You fucking I pussy. Trying, What's the matter man? with you? Because I could easily <laughs> drink all day, but I, I don't know. Um, okay, next question. So when you come, you said to come come to Chicago quite a lot. So would you yeah. would you like to go when you're in Chicago? Do you have record shopping, or what's your favorite uh, bar to go to, or whatever? No, I I actually don't do a whole lot of record shopping. It's just hanging out with some of my ding dong friends. We'll go down to like Flatiron. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, go hang you, out you there. Have go a kid in Chicago still? Cool or no? Do I have what? You had a kid who was living in Chicago for a while, right? Oh, I've got my two oldest kids live in Chicago. Oh, you got two kids in Chicago. Okay. My, my older son and my daughter. Okay. So that, I would uh, say my that's... My oldest son that's builds the violins, music. and my daughter's an animator. Oh, oh really? Cool. Wow. Boy, both doing, yeah. be both doing better than the old man, huh? Glad to hear it. Doing way better than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we hope for, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I like to bounce around Flatiron, uh, just all wherever. Hmm. Um, yeah. Last summer, I ended up in an alleyway of a tattoo shop that was doing like a big outdoor barbecue. Okay. Uh, hung out with uh, my bud from, uh, he runs a label, Underground Communique. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that label. Yeah. I got tons of Justin, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We were hanging out, and my buddy David, and yeah. I, I've just got so many ding-dong friends in Chicago that it's always just a good time. Yeah, it's a it's a fun city in the it's a fun city in the summer. It's not so great. Well, yeah. you, you guys are Midwesterners oh, yeah. too. In the winter, it's not so oh, great. God. But, yeah. Fuck winter, it's the worst. Yep. So, All right. Yeah. Well, what, what anything else you'd like to add? Add Cole, you got a cherry to put on top of this thing, or are we just gonna burn out rather I, than fade away, or fade away rather than I, burn I out? I got. So, I can't think of anything I got. Like, yeah, a couple of weeks that Lippy thing's coming out. The. Uh, I'm stoked on that seven inch because hearing uh, I basically uh, there was a song I wrote. You remember Shark? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your hardcore you band, short-lived yeah. hardcore band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took one of those songs I wrote, and uh, me and Taylor played around with it a little bit, uh, made it longer than thirty seconds. Now I think it's like forty-five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, that was a short, that's a short song. Hearing Tanya bark over that thing is just—it's gold. I can't wait. I cannot so, wait to hear. It. Yeah. So yeah. okay, okay. Uh, let me ask this. So Tanya, um I've told you I love the album. I absolutely love it and I love her voice. Thanks. Obviously her voice is fantastic. But I was I keep yeah. every time I hear it I'm like she reminds me of somebody and I cannot put my finger on who the hell she reminds me of. We we always got comparisons to uh the band Tilt that was on like Fat Records back in the 90s. Yeah, I remember I them. Like yeah, yeah. Um also the Avengers. I don't but I don't hear that at all. I think but... voice-wise, I think 100% tilt. Okay. Because that's, yeah, the melodic I thing. would say that other band that we were talking about, Paper Thin, I would say they have more of an Avengers tilt, sort of, at least musically. Totally. It sort of has, like, an yeah. Avengers feel. Yeah, totally. Which is never never a bad thing. I mean, I mean... But, so... you know, it's... 
it's just listening to you know everybody hears something different yeah i mean i mean to me there was a there was a band from maybe like 10 years ago with a called the vincent black shadow who had a girl singer and it it sounds to me she sounds very much like that i think but i don't um, remember them at all it's uh yeah i remember that band yeah they they go they they go vaguely psychobilly so you probably Mm. wouldn't dig them tom so um but uh (laughs) her voice is it's awesome it really it really is she's a powerhouse she really is it's Mm -hmm. That's all the conversations over the years have just been like, you know, she could sing over anything. Like it's, we counted a blessing that we've, we've got her singing with us. Yeah. You know, I mean, and the funny thing is, she really the funny, is a powerhouse. I mean, and if I said, oh yeah, some of the songs are just her and the ukulele, everyone would be like, yeah, whatever. That doesn't fucking fit on a punk rock record, but it does. It completely works. It, oh God. You should see it at a live show. Yeah. That girl, I've, I've watched her bring 300 people to a dead silence because she just steps off the stage with her ukulele walks through the crowd and it, it's just like everybody's mesmerized by it she walks that through was... the crowd yeah hmm. playing her ukulele and singing hmm. yep hmm. you know it's, it's not it's mic'd fun- up or anything it's funny since 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 neil's not quick to let you go since we're hanging on to you for a few more minutes <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. hey I've, the, never, uh, I've never met him before man you guys are buddies you guys are drinking yeah, buddies yeah, i've never met the guy before one of these days. <laughs> we'll all get together Absolutely. one of these days um but no i was gonna say because there was a they did something sort of novel on the album and i can't remember exactly what the situation was but it was sort of like a gofundme kind of thing wasn't it where if like you paid x amount of dollars she would write Tanya would write a ukulele song about it, and you know, like, it, wasn't didn't yeah. a couple of aren't those the ones that ended up on the album? A couple of them ended up on the album or something, or is that am I getting this confused? I'm trying to remember what we did that for. I because it was Tanya some kind of a raising money kind of for thing. herself. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, she'll write I you think, a song, Neil. You should uh, yeah, give her some she, give her some money and like at, give her an uh, idea. Yeah, she used to work at Jimmy John's, so she was making like shit wages and mm. whatever making sandwiches um so one of actually that's what it was one of the songs uh that kid louis p um he paid her to write a song so she wrote the song on ukulele and oddly enough this ties to what's coming out in a couple weeks we recorded it as a full band Hmm. and uh it just never came out as a full (laughs) band version so I don't even know if there was a ukulele version. He's probably got it. Hmm. But yeah, I remember there was something. I remember she was doing something. And, I, and like I said, I can't. Man, it's quite a few years now, and I can't remember everything. God, I, I completely forgot about that. Somebody, will, be, somebody will listen to this and be screaming at us, going, "No, you got that oh, all wrong." Totally, yeah. But yeah, you whatever. Our minds are soft. Our brains are soft. <laughs> they're black. What are you going to do? Hey, I'm impressed. I wake up every day. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was pretty fucking dark right there. Shit. <laughs> I literally just kind of roll over, open my eyes, and go like, "Okay, we're gonna do this again." Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that's, that's it. I'm, I'm gonna wrap it up, and I'm gonna say thanks for coming on, man. I really enjoyed talking to you. Hey, I, wish, I wish we could do it in person with a with a drink, but I hope I'm hoping we could do that soon. Hey, man. I next hope. time. Yeah, yep. definitely. Yeah, we'll, let's meet we'll up in Chicago or something. It'll be fine. Yep, it will. Fuck yeah! Hey, I'm the uh, I'm I'm the most at risk here. Fucking fun. <laughs> no, yeah, oh, it was man. fucking fun. Yeah, it was good. It's awesome. Neil, fucking any last any part, parting thoughts? No, I shouldn't ask you. That. I don't want to hear your parting thoughts. Your parting <laughs> thoughts will take a half. 
Jesus, what are you fucking got somewhere to go to you? <laughs> Once I die podcast on Facebook and punk till I die 77 at Gmail. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Yep. Whatever you want to do. And, you know, stay, everybody stay safe. We we don't have enough listeners that we can afford to lose any of you. So everybody, and I, uh, and I will, and I will say this to everybody out there, go and listen to that Lippy's record. Cause it's really fucking good. You will all thank me. You will all thank me for just about everything. I do. I do. That's what. Yeah, you guys should be honored because seriously, I've, yeah, I've gotten that over the years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's, I hate it's everything, but that Lippy's record, yeah, it's good. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> cool. With that, we'll say. I appreciate it. Talk to everybody soon. Yep. Bye bye.